Get out of here. This is ContraCast, the show about tech, gadgets, games, and general geekiness. Welcome to ContraCast, this is episode 30. Today we're talking about Clash of the Titans and April Fool's jokes from this year. So with me today, as always, is John Kwiatkowski. How are you doing, John? I'm doing pretty good, Paul. And Mike Kowalski. Doing fantastic, Paul. Thanks for asking. Muy excelente. So, let's start off. Um, we don't really have any news. I mean, obviously, April Fool's Day came and went, and that's what we're going to spend the majority of the show on. And we're also going to talk about Clash of the Titans, um, which some people vehemently loathed and... I thought it was a lot of fun. Heck, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> okay. Um, I think people can handle that ball. Can handle it. So, um, what do we got here? All right. So first off, let's just do the link of the week, and then we'll get to the more real stuff later. So, one of you posted this in here. This Gizmodo imperfect ping pong door. Oh, that was me. Go right ahead then. Okay. So saw this online about. Uh, it was right after we finished up our last show. Basically, it's a door that has been the outside two inches have been cut out. And a center hinge has been put in, and a piece of plywood that makes it a swinging ping-pong table. So basically, you just, like, unhinge the thing up top, rotate it so it's flat, pull the leg down, and you got a ping-pong table. It's awesome. So I've I've seen that thing, John, and my only problem with it is, um, I mean, you can't really play a legit ping-pong game, because the the walls in between the door, like, block... But still... But still, it would just be like a cool addition to like a game room if you had one, you know? Oh, I can see it'd be great for beer pong. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, for, for, for regular ping pong, I mean, I could just see myself trying to hit it from the side and, you know, just end up hitting the door frame. It reminds me of the um, the impractical but cool-looking, uh, like, bookcase closet that was on Lifehacker or something a while ago. Yeah. Because it's, it's cool-looking, but on the other side, it's like... <clears throat> I know. Okay, I mean, hey, if you if you like people come to your house to like chill for and like, dude, you got a ping pong table inside the door, that's like just a cool addition to the house. I suppose they would be happy. Oh, another thing, let's talk about the news section. So there's new uh there's new old spice commercials in case you have <laughs> Oh yeah. Um following the success of the they had you know, a couple months ago they had the one where the guy gets shot out of the cannon, I guess, and is like flying through the air and changing sports. Uh, the the newest one was the Then they had the on a horse one, yeah, which is one. really funny and it's really famous. And now they've they've hired Tim and Eric to do like four or five. And they are, they are amazing. They are predictably funny. I mean, when you hear <laughs> Tim and Eric are doing them, um, they're just so random. They remind me so much of watching the Tim and Eric show. Um, I kind of hope like Steve Brule or James Qual makes a makes an appearance in them. Uh, but we'll link to one or two of those in the show notes as well, as well as the uh, Gizmodo table, or ping pong table through the door. So let's get into the April Fool's stuff. So let's just go in a circle, and um, who wants to go first? I'll go for it, Paul. Okay. So the first one I thought was pretty funny was YouTube goes uh, ASCII for a day. I, I can't remember how to say that. AC. Anyway, they, they put text P in, which was higher def or whatever than uh, than the other definitions, and uh, basically just puts text over your video, 
it, it transmits everything in text, and it was really funny. Um, and I don't know, it's just it's one of the funniest things, but it, it's so simple compared to the others. But it's like uh, yeah, all these announcements on the side of how they save like a dollar, a dollar a second on like hosting costs if you watch videos and that. Um, which is pretty funny. John, how about you? My favorite was definitely the, uh, probably the, uh... Just go through whatever you liked. Oh, what I liked mainly, all the Google ones. Like, uh, they changed their name formally to Topeka. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, unlimited storage now in, um, Google Docs. And you can store anything by, like, ten, like, ten cents a pound or something. Yeah, they give you like a a ton for a or something. Yeah, and they're like store anything, we'll pick it up for you, and it's safe in Google Docs. That was pretty funny. I guess that's in response. I guess there's a pretty good, uh, a pretty strong amount of people putting stuff in Google Docs. I know I am. Oh yeah, Mike. Uh, what's something you enjoyed? Um, my favorite one, Paul, is definitely uh, Blizzard's um, EPEN or. <laughs> Equipment Potency uh, Equivalence Number, uh-huh. which is uh, basically the acronym I just said earlier, EPEN, and it's um they uh, they had this whole thing on it, and it's like determined by your gear score, and it's like this little bar, and the bar isn't horizontal, it's <laughs> vertical, yeah, and it basically goes off your gear score, and it's um shows everyone how awesome you are, yeah, it just shows how awesome your EPEN is. <laughs> it's just really funny. Um, you even got this great. You scroll down a little bit, and you've got um. They weed out everyone who doesn't have a gear score equivalent to yours. So <laughs> I don't even have to see players who aren't as good as you. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, um, the bigger your EP is, the taller the bar is on yeah. your head. So it's just really funny. And it shows it growing as you get new gear. It just gets a little bit taller. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that I really loved was um, uh, Scott's... Um, uh, his uh, instance post for... Um, yeah, the instance is pretty funny. Yeah, the, new the one. instance, um, what do you call April Fool's joke, where it's just all the April Fool's stuff, and they actually took the uh, EPing thing from WoW for April Fool's, and um, I didn't realize that they actually did an April Fool's joke, and it was on thir- April Fool's was on Thursday, so I figured, you know, oh, this has got to be real, and like some of it seemed like ridiculous to me <laughs> talking about how like they have like a new. Um, um, MMO coming out that has has to do with like a first person shooter and I was like oh this sounds so exciting and then like Paul tells me he's like yeah they do that every year it's basically a joke and I'm like oh no but I I, I kind of swore like once I mentioned the EP thing I didn't I was like oh no that's not real <laughs> I know um let's see what else we got here in the video games type section well did you see uh did you see Starbucks's April Fool's joke they announced two new sizes the uh I think it's the, I saw that. the Micra. No, yeah, the Micra and the Plenta. The Micra is a two-ounce shot, and the Plenta is a twenty, a one hundred twenty-eight ounce bucket of uh, of drink. And they're encouraging you to to put uh, a plant in it after you <laughs> after you finish. It. <laughs> um, I thought that was pretty good. That and College Humor uh, put up a fake american like American government announcement that tells you that your IP address has been logged under like the civilian surveillance act mm-hmm. I saw that one yeah under investigation for harboring un american sentiment <laughs> 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 and you'll be investigated all this stuff um, and Wikipedia the front page today's featured article was wife selling 
which was a traditional English practice for ending an unsatisfactory marriage instead of dealing with an expensive and dragged-out divorce. A husband will, t- <laughs> will take his wife to the market and parade her with a hatter, halt her around her neck, arm, or waist before publicly auctioning her to the highest bidder. <laughs> uh, it was a good year for April Fool's. It was a pretty funny year. I think um, I still saw like the toilet ISP from a couple years ago. It was pretty funny. Uh, okay, did um, you see any rev- of people that I uh, did the HP printer one? That no, but I heard it, it was pretty successful. Oh yeah, it was. It was a, a few weeks ago. Like a document came out that was um, an HP printer command module update. Like a page that you can print out in voice command module like seven point one or something. You know that you would like uh, tape to your printer and it says basically you know, and the gist of it is. All of your commands now are by voice. Did you guys see what uh, what Reddit did? Um, no, I didn't. No, <laughs> they, they made everyone an admin. Oh yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> and they gave everyone like a, an admin interface and like the ability to ban everyone, <laughs> like perma ban everyone. And uh, did it do anything? Upload? No, it didn't. Oh, but okay, it changed to what you was... saw. So it looked like people were banned. It looks like you uploaded stuff to Infinity. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Like, it literally, you upload it, like, like five times, and all of a sudden, it just goes to infinity, into the infinity <laughs> <laughs> uh, That was hilarious. It was pretty funny. Um, let me see what else we got here. As far as April Fool's, I can't think of anything else really big. Oh, the, um... Uh, I have to mention this, is the, I, um, the iPhone to iPad converter... Or it's like this converter that you attach to the iPad, and you basically insert your iPhone in the back, and you get like a um, you get like an iPad. Well, you don't insert it into an iPad. You insert it into this converter that basically converts your iPhone OS to an iPad, which sounds kind of believable that someone might actually do that because all it is is expanding the screen, except for you you really wouldn't get the HD resolution out of it. So. But uh, <laughs> obviously not. Funny. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Oh, I think one of my absolute favorite ones was um, <coughs> the man arrested at Large Hadron Collider. Oh yeah, that was a great one. Future. Oh, I would be strange clothes. the imminent destruction of the planet by the collider. See, yeah, that was CNET's. Um, <laughs> CNET's major one, but. uh... Yeah, he claimed that he he was from the future. He was trying to stop supplies of Mountain Dew to the experiment vending machines. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what else? All right, so he's trying to stop supplies of that. He's um, wearing a bow tie and too much tweed for his age. <laughs> the discovery of the Higgs boson led to limitless power, the elimination of poverty, and Kit Kats for everyone. It's a communist chocolate hellhole, and I'm here to stop it ever happening. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty funny. The funny thing is, I read that, and it starts off so real, and it's like by the time you hit, you know, stop the Mountain Dew supplies. I mean, because it would be saboteur. I mean, it's you know, that's fairly plausible that someone's going to show up at the world-ending experiment, you know, um, and do something like that. Yeah, I used to think April Fool's wasn't really that big, you know. Um, well, it in, the, in the real world, but I guess in the virtual it's world, it's gotten it's, huge it's really online. Really. Oh yeah, 
Uh, like normally when April Fools comes around, I'm just like, oh, I get that get that retarded person in high school who like plays an April stupid April Fools joke on you. But I guess oh, on the internet, it's, yeah. it's just hilarious. Um, the Halo movie trailer was announced on IGN. Oh yeah, and it, like one or two years ago, they did a Legend of Zelda trailer. But that one oh, was a great trailer. Well, it, yeah, it was. I mean, it was kind of low quality, but it was plausible as a trailer. This one shows a guy. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna open this up because um, it's really funny. I, I'm sure the stream is good enough to play a little bit of it. Halo movie series, um, and it's just you don't. They they changed it after to show that it's April Fools. I'm not gonna watch this joke. So basically, <laughs> it starts off like with an musical. Yeah, it's a Hollywood musical. Um, it's it's really it's Master really Chief funny. is like some Indian kid. Yeah, I like, need a weapon. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Okay, so let's move on from April Fool's jokes. I apologize, it was kind of scattered, and let's move into the Clash of the Titans review. So, Mike, you've not seen the movie yet. Oh uh, no, I have not. Okay. I'm kind of jealous that you guys saw it. But yeah, I know. Well, well you were you were here. John and I went to go see it. Um, because he was beside, despite sitting beside a movie talker. <laughs> yeah, they they played a commercial for um, you know the the whole uh, movies have a soundtrack. Don't have Jerome, and and this guy he's sitting next to John. He's like. 40 years old, like 300 pounds, like, why? Why shouldn't I have my own? And they're like, no, stop it. Get out of here. Oh, Jesus. John. He kept, he kept like, coming, like, trying to ask me questions. He's like, is that Angelina Jolie? Yeah, they showed him. Tra- Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. And they showed him. I'm like, I'm trying this. to be polite, but. Yeah. Uh, um, it, it, like, I mean, it was obviously Angelina Jolie. And he said, is that Angelina Jolie? And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> and it gets to the end, and it's it's like Angelina Jolie. He's like, I told you, I knew it. <laughs> wait, wait, okay. Who who's this guy sitting next to? Uh, John. He was sitting next to John. Yep, he was right beside me. It seems like every movie I've been to with John, he always gets the short end of the stick when it when it comes to like when we were we were watching Avatar. Yeah. And this Mexican lady literally had these. Two like Mexican babies that would like run up to John and like hit him in like the knees <laughs> and like would basically hump his leg or something and like that was so annoying. Would not control them and they were like talking to the mom. They're like, "When can we go? I gotta go to the bathroom and all this shit." I felt so bad for John. Like pick up the kid and punt him out of the theater. Oh gosh, like I was even getting annoyed by the kids. Like I was about to tell the lady, like get them under control, or you know, I'd call like the manager or whoever was like in charge there. But you always seem to get, like, the short end of the stick on whoever you sit next to, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this guy wasn't so bad once the movie began. It was just during the previews and stuff. But, um, John, what were your first impressions of the movie? Well, after I shut my mind off for it. Yay! It was a good movie. I, I sat through the endless action, and it was fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I think if you look at the different reviewers, some people tried to critically review it, and I think if you... I mean, I really liked uh, Roger Ebert's review... He gave it three stars. I mean, it's not a, you know, or not a four-star movie by any stretch, but 
for what it's worth, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed uh, basically all of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I think that, you know, I mean, going into it, I knew that it wasn't, you know, a, a really high-profile movie or any, anything, and I went in and watched it in 2D, um, mm-hmm. which I'd been planning to do ever since the beginning, and then it's, even after they announced it was in 3D, um, it, uh, you know, I mean, I'd read terrible things about it, exactly, that Azerom was saying 3D was not a win, um, because especially they, I mean, as far as I understand, they didn't brighten it up. Everything was muddled. There was no, I mean, if you watch the movie in any color or in any dimension, there was no, uh, popping colors. Basically, it was like a brown. I mean, it was like, it would have been like watching something like Gladiator in 3D. I mean, Gladiator's an awesome movie, but it has a, you know, browns and blues. <laughs> um, and an occasional tiger. But I, I don't know. I had a lot of fun. I mean, it. Uh, I would definitely recommend if if you are someone. I mean, it, the thing is, it's it reminds me of Ninja Assassin. In it, although Ninja Assassin was had a much more awful plot. Um. Yeah. It. I mean, Ninja Assassin basically. I mean, it had no plot, but it was just a lot of action. It was kind of like a almost throwback to old like kung fu movies or whatever. And yeah. It was obviously taking a lot of stuff from, like, Ninja Gaiden and whatnot. And if you went into it understanding that it was not going to have a plot worth anything, um... You, you know, just wanted to see the awesome action scenes. I mean, this new one, it was the cool. that, in the same way that Ninja Gaiden was kind of copied for that, obviously God of War influenced this one. Um, but I was okay with that. I don't know. I just, you know, going in... Um, I don't know. I guess I don't. I don't mind a standard revenge movie so much. Um, I mean, that's kind of you know, if you once you get past the other uh, other elements of like Kill Bill and Inglorious Bastards and stuff, that's what you're looking at. It's just a basic revenge movie. Uh-huh. And I don't mind that. I don't know. There's something about a, a fun adventure movie that I kind of like. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think it's it's got right around a forty percent on Metacritic, and and the same on. Uh, it didn't have Greek buzzard Rufy's hotness, though. <laughs> you care to elaborate? <laughs> it is for the for other viewers who are listening to this on MP3. Um, we've been live streaming the last three episodes, and uh, to be honest, it's a little. Uh, confusing. <laughs> um, <laughs> even if there's just one or two or three people in the chat room, um, because you know it's a chat room, and usually the chat room is Skype. Um, it's it's pretty distracting the chat room for Paul right now. He's <laughs> like staring at it. Oh, <laughs> buzzard thing at night to get Andromeda and take her. I haven't seen the original Clash of the Titans in probably ten years or more. I mean, I never saw it, but I listened to the review on uh, Film Sack. Sack. Oh, Netflix. I'm sure it's online, too, for free. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to check the old one out. I don't know. I guess maybe after seeing uh, the new one, the old one will seem better or worse, whatever. But, um, I don't know. I guess I don't mind. Because I enjoy the the whole Greek mythology and and all that sort of stuff so much, um, I didn't mind that 
you know, the gods were a little bit weird. The Owl cameo was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some people, some professional reviewers who said uh, that that's... That's like the ultimate insult to the old movie because they're they're talking about how terrible the effects were. I'm like, that's not at all what it was like. It was just a, you know, it, it was just it's a kind cameo. of hard to compare old effects to new effects in, in movies. I mean, I would just compare like the acting and the content and the the, the plot. You know, I mean, of course, the effects are going to get better. As well, that was I think, unless I'm wrong, that was I mean, the effects were sort of a selling point for this movie. It came out in '81 <clears throat> and. Um, I mean, it was it was like the last hurrah for Ray Harryhausen, who did movies like uh, Jason and the Argonauts and all sorts of stuff um, from the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and then early 80s. Um, but he did like claymation stuff or stop motion, and uh, you know, it's. I remember even years ago. I mean, like when I was watching that kind of stuff. Even the first time I watched King Kong, it was pretty, pretty. Uh, I mean, obvious. <laughs> you know, and we watched that when I was really young. Um, uh, my question, Paul, is um, since I haven't seen the movie, uh, how um, how good was Liam Neeson in the movie? I know he was the uh, Zeus. Yeah, um, I mean, Liam. It's, I mean, hard, it's hard to say. I mean, it's he's kind of, he reminds me of Morgan Freeman and how I see him in movies. Yeah. If I see that he's going to be in a movie, I can count on a, a standard Liam Neeson performance, you know? Uh-huh. And I think that's basically what he gave. I mean, it was nothing spectacular as Zeus, but again, it wasn't horrible. It was... Like, just... Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, it, it was Liam Neeson. <laughs> I mean, just like a Morgan Freeman movie, you know, you expect him to have a certain personality or something. Yeah, I mean, he, he acted like Liam Neeson, and, you know... One, yeah. one thing I got to say I loved about the movie... Yeah. ...is those two comic reliefs... The two random dudes that came along with them. I like that, actually. They were hilarious. Funny. It was great. They were funny. Um, I like so the ant riding in the back of the scorpion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Um, I think all the whole, uh, the issues with the, I mean, there's just, you know, you see the trailer, you see the scorpions and everything in it. Um, I just, I kind of liked how everything, it felt to me like, I don't know. I felt like I'd seen the formula before, but I felt like it's been a long time. Maybe even like you know, Lord of the Rings old, but I, it felt like I used to watch that kind of a group of guys doing a mission type deal a lot, you know. And I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. Um. It, I mean, you know, I can't even remember the last time that. I mean, Inglorious Bastards was kind of pitched to us that way, but most of the movie had nothing to do with the the guys. Um. I'm not sure. I mean, I, you know, I'm thinking back. I mean, it's like this one had had a feel to me that was kind of like until everyone got iced. That yeah. was kind of like you know, Force Ten from Neverone or you know, like a Greek Dirty Dozen or something. I don't know. I just had a good time with it. Um, and if you didn't take it seriously, I guess it was a lot of fun to to watch. But if you, I don't know, if you were looking for something else, or maybe you expected, uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to say exactly. <laughs> okay, okay, hold on. Let me let me ask you two a uh, question. I'll get Paul's opinion and yeah, uh, John's yeah. opinion first. Final thoughts on the movie? Was it anything like God of War three, the movie? Paul? I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, obviously, it's it's influenced by God of War. There's no yeah, question. Of but how was the action? Like the the was it like um like I mean the me action was fun. Up. It was um. Was it like ninja assassin gory kind of like? Well, it was CG thirteen. They weren't trying to, 
you know, insert as much as digital. Oh, okay. As so it's PG, PG-13. Okay. I mean, they obviously there was some big-scale stuff, but, it, I mean, as far as the action goes... Uh, so he wasn't, like, fighting men. He was mainly fighting monsters. They had several scenes. So they had him fighting Calibos, who uh, was his dad, who was basically turned into a monster. Um... Yeah, she was. Um, the girl from uh, Quantum of Solace, I found out who she was, was um, basically like his guardian, who was also a demigod, Perseus guardian. Yeah. Um, there, were, I mean, there was a number of action scenes. So it starts off, we've got uh, some Hades fighting, and then we've got some uh, a, a confrontation with this Calibos guy, and then we got him, our giant scorpions fighting. They got the Medusa battle. Medusa. That's uh, crazy. And then we got a showdown with some, like, Hades demon things and uh, and the Kraken. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it was just a lot of fun, I guess. It reminds me of other movies that I've seen. Okay, so um, I guess I'd say uh, one out of five rating, what would you give it, Paul? Uh, four. Four. John? I mean, holding it against movies like it. I'm not holding it. It's not... Okay, okay. You know, on, on, it's not on the scale of, of The Spirit versus Lord of the Rings. It's on the scale <laughs> of similar type movies. What would you say, John? I mean, for me, I mean, you know, not going in there looking for accuracy in, like, mythology, not going in there looking for certain things, I thought it was a great movie. I mean, as far as, like, as far as the plot goes... It's not too deep. I mean, there's not much of getting into the plot. You don't say. <laughs> but, um... It's just, like... I'm trying to think. So, like... The way the whole thing was put together made it an enjoyable film. Even though if you just, like, looked at the actual content of it, you're like, this seems bland. Bland! So, um... Yeah, that's, that's, what I'm, that's the vibe I'm kind of getting from you guys. So, if you guys had a recommendation for me... I mean, obviously I wouldn't see it with you guys again because you wouldn't want to pay the eight bucks to see it in theaters. Should I wait for this to come out on DVD or should I go see it with some other people at the theater? Uh, uh, that's a hard question. Because we got this nice HDTV. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so probably wait till it comes out on, on I mean, Redbox was... or Netflix or something. <laughs> It was a lot of fun in theaters, and if you want to pay to go see in theaters, then go pay to see in theaters. But I don't think you'll miss particular. You miss much. Okay, okay let me let me rephrase this. As a poor college student, should I go see it in theaters? Uh, well, yeah, don't miss <laughs> it. No matter what you do, it's it's a two D film. Okay, so three D is not. It was never meant to be in three D, and it was such a dumb decision to put it in three D. I think honestly, I think that this movie, if you look at the reviews for it, the major points of all of them point to how bad the three D was. I think if they just released it in 2D, it would have, like, a at least 10-point higher Metacritic score, if not more. Because everyone yeah. talks about how it's such a bad spectacle in 3D. And yet, I mean, it's like the I last mean, any thing... Movie, any movie that's not shot originally in 3D yeah. is going to be... I mean, the, people are going to... The end it's of bad. Roger Ebert's review, he said, he said, I've heard it looks terrible in 3D. I saw it in 2D, and it looked fantastic, or terrific, is what he said. Yeah. Um, and it did. I mean, it looked, you know, I mean, it was... Looking back at some other movies, I mean, I was just watching... Um, what was it? The the red letter media review of uh, Attack of the Clones, you know, the ninety minute epic review. 
Um, and looking at some of the footage of Attack of the Clones, it's it's funny to think of exactly how far we've come in terms of, of 3D, um, because that movie is is infinitely worse than this movie is in terms of 3D. And I mean, this one is fun yeah. because it, it's not really distracting, and it, you know, it moves smoothly enough that it was enjoyable, although the Kraken was hardly in it. Oh, really? Like, yeah. it wasn't, he wasn't in there that long? I mean, if it was God of War, it'd be like the boss that they make a big deal about, and then you hit circle X box and then press circle 15 times, and he's dead. <laughs> oh, really? It wasn't... Oh, okay. Because it made it seem like he was the epic last boss that you'd fight before... Yeah, he, I mean, he was a cool-looking monster, that's for sure, but <clears throat> I don't know. What, as soon as you find out how he's going to die, I mean, they, 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 they he goes to see these witches during the movie, and, and once once you find out how the Kraken is going to be killed, um, then it's like, I mean, <laughs> you basically know that it's going to be anticlimactic. You know the end of the movie. Like, you know the end of the movie by the time they figure that out. Yeah, oh, I mean, wow. Oh, that's so it's funny. Not, it's uh, not that big a deal, though. It's just a fun ride. The monster does look like uh, he should be in Cloverfield. He does, yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, I see that you added a app of the week to the show notes. Oh, I did. Uh, I'm trying to contribute to the show notes. Um. Yay! <laughs> every, um, just, just so you guys are aware, every week uh, I'm like, hey, Mike, hey, John, add some stuff to the show notes. Every week it gets down to the last minute, and <laughs> all the show notes are mine. Uh, well, visiting well, busy, we busy college students kind of hard. Um, I actually got a test tomorrow and oh, yeah. homework I got to do. But um, I did download this app by recommendation of, uh, well, not really recommendation, but just from uh, listening to App Slappy, uh, Scott Johnson's uh, post. Um, the app is called Deep Hit, and I really like it because. Um, <clears throat> It's an app that's based off of a game I used to play that was recommend, uh, recommended to me by a friend. The game is like a flash game on the internet, and I, I believe it's still there. It's called it's called iSketch Online, yeah. and I don't I, I guess iSketch was taken on the um, the app store. Now iSketch is a, a game where you just basically join it, you create a username, and you log in, and what happens is um you have a group of people and you have like a list of topics. And you just uh, get into certain games depending on what topic you want. And then what happens is a person is chosen and the computer gives the person a word. Now the person has to use paint to draw the word. Now normally it's not like an easy word. It's like, um, I don't know, something like wind or something or some or like uh, excellent or some, some excellent would be a hard word. That would be a hard word. Yeah, that's right. You can't write it out, and people will uh, call you out, and uh, you get points deducted for that. But as motivation to draw it the best you can, the more the more people the more people that actually guess the word on time, the more points you get for drawing it. Now, when you're not drawing, you're trying to guess the word, and you type it in into the computer for the words. And uh, so, I mean, I won a couple games, and I played Deep Hit or. I played iSketch on the computer. Now, when I picked up to pit, it's the same exact concept, but only on the iTouch. And it's 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 kind of hard to draw things, but once you get used to it, it's a, it gets a little easier. But the thing is, rather than allowing you to type in the word, so the games are a lot shorter, they give you a choice of four words that are similar. Yeah. 
and you have to guess it, but you only get one guess. And you and if you're the first person to guess it, you get the most points. So the goal is to be as fast as you can without getting it wrong. And th- there's like three or four rounds, depending on how many people are actually in the game. So um, it's just really... I think it's really fun because you're playing with people online. Now, if you do have an eye touch, you got you kind of got to be in a Wi-Fi connection. So, <laughs> so you guys are gonna laugh. Um, I, I when I wrote the show notes originally, I put an intro line and I put, "Welcome to Contracast 30. This week we give a rundown of our favorite April Fool's Day pranks. We review Clash of the Titans and and I meant to put something else in, and that thing." <laughs> was pretty obvious. Now, I was just remembering it when Mike is talking after the week, and uh, the iPad came out this week. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about that. I, I think it's, <laughs> I've, I've been ignoring it because I want one so bad, but um, I don't I don't have a stack of cash sitting around anywhere. <laughs> well, let's finish that after we go ahead, go ahead, then we'll get back to that. And, um, anyways, it's just, it's a fun game to get. Um, I think it's, um, I think it's free, maybe, it might be 99 cents now, but um, you just play a quick match, and it's just a fun game if you like um, drawing and guessing words. So that's um, that's the app. Um, I gotta stop stealing these from Scott Johnson. <laughs> but, um, definitely, I'll get a different app to you guys next week. Um, but now I guess we'll go ahead and talk we about the probably, iPad. We need to check out that game called We Rule. It's free, and everyone won't shut up about it. We rule. We rule. Yeah. Like W I. I have. I downloaded it. W I I. No, we rule. Like we, not we. Oh, okay, not we as. We rule. So, I can't believe I almost forgot about this. But the iPad came out this week, everyone. Yay! Yeah, exactly. None of us have it. Of course, of course, poor college students. I was just remembering, though, I was just thinking about the... If I won a lottery, I would buy you guys iPads. Oh, I, I would, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would, yeah, yeah. I would definitely buy that. <laughs> um, but basically, everyone's saying it looks good. And the funny thing is that I haven't... Most people say that they don't want one, then they touch one, and all of a sudden they have to have it. I haven't even touched one yet. I saw the pictures on uh, Boing Boing and different reviews of apps, and it's like, yeah. Um, I don't know what it is, but something about how it's... Uh, how the apps just look so much better, I guess. Right, I've reconciled the fact that it's not a uh, it's not a Mac um, Mini or anything like that. It's just a you know useful kind of thing. Um, you know, it's it feels like I think I used to think that the iPhone was dumb because I mean, if you remember, people used to people were getting all up in arms about the iPhone being. I mean, they they wanted to buy it, but it was. Excuse me, it was $600 when it came out. Uh, I remember watching the actual keynote the day after the iPhone came out, and I and I thought to myself, I was like, oh, that's really cool, but, you know, I thought it was going to be like every other touchscreen phone that comes out that would be horrible, but, of course, yeah. it was a big hit when it came out, and it was really expensive, and, of course, I couldn't afford it. Yeah, I mean, it's using the original, and once you use the iPhone, you're like, holy cow, this works. This works really well. Um, it looks like that's the deal with this one, because if you, it, I mean... It, if you take the same touch experience and even make it maybe a little better and just make it big, you know, if you're looking at using a browser and touching all the links and using it in your hand and everything, um, I think the only qualm I've seen is that uh, typing really isn't that great on it uh, and that you really do need to use the keyboard if you want to do any kind of blogging on it. I've seen a number of blog posts and, you know, they say they're written on it, but it required extensive 
editing, and then there's no um, easy keys like for doing HTML tags, um, you know, to go deeper into the keyboard. Um, Azure in the chat room is saying that it blows the lap, or blows using a laptop away for natural browsing. Maybe you can answer this: How fast is the browser experience? Because anyone who uses a laptop next to like you know Safari mobile, it's a pretty it's instant wow. So that's that's my question because I thought this was like a a bigger Safari mobile. Does it seem like it's a a different implementation? Like has it does it ever try to open um, mobile websites or is it uh, does it work entirely in you know regular web content? Yeah, it's um, he's saying that the process it's instant and the processor is a lot faster. It feels it is a one gigahertz processor. Um, I think um, I was listening to um, the new app slot or app slappy. Um, I don't know if you listened to it it's yet. Besides, he has an iPhone. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Scott Johnson just got his iPad, and he was talking about the. Um, I haven't I listened to that one yet. Oh well, I just listened to it. So he was talking about the iPad, and he said um, the iPad was extremely responsive. It was much faster. Um, he said the battery life was twice as great as an iTouch. He said he watched two movies, and it was only at ninety percent. But he said the charging time was really long. So he says yeah. the charging time is more like you charge it overnight or something like that. But if, if the battery life lasts really long, it's good. And he also made something that's worth mentioning. I know um, Apple has um, an announcement to make uh, on the 8th, I think, or something, about the um, yeah, the, yeah. I, the iPhone 4G, or, or not 4G, but... The preview um, event on Thursday. Yeah, so he's thinking that they might actually include that processor in the new, the next iPhone, so... be interesting. That sounds um, really interesting to me. People say it's faster than the Nexus 1, and that's an obvious... I mean, it's it's not obvious, but it kind of seems... I mean, it's, you know, it's got a... Um, uh, they both have 1 gigahertz processors, but I guess this one probably is faster. So my... I'm looking at this um, chat room saying embedded YouTube links uh, still work. They just redirect to the YouTube app. That's one of those things that really always annoyed me about the uh, the iPhone OS is that I want to watch a YouTube thing right there in the app. I don't care if it's lower resolution. Um, so I, I'm glad to hear that the, the browser is instant because that is one of my things, um, one of the problems with, I feel like with the mobile safaris, it's fast, but it's it's not that fast. I mean, compared to any kind of regular browser or something, and especially if you are jumping around, I mean, it's like, you know, certain sites are flash-heavy, certain sites aren't, and certain sites are content-heavy, but, like, no matter what I do, no matter how fast I'm on um, a connection I'm on, it it always takes forever to stream a YouTube video. So that's, like, one of the things I never do, is just it takes so long to stream one of those things. Um, so I really, I usually refrain from doing anything like that, but, um, yeah, I've seen this, you can use switch over to full HTML5. I, I think, um, I mean, hopefully they'll do that soon. I mean, hopefully a lot of sites will do that soon, because I know on my iTouch, I mean, I don't, I mean, I like Flash, but I kind of also want it to, you know, fade out and, you know, something to replace <coughs> Flash or HTML5 or whatever they call it, uh-huh. but... I mean, of course, I was sitting in bed, and I was feeling sick, and so I tried to go down WebMD to diagnose my symptoms. But I go to WebMD, and it says, you need a Flash player to actually, you need to install Flash player yeah, to use yeah. the WebMD to diagnose yeah. your systems. And I was like, oh, no, now I have to get up and get on the computer and find out, you know, 
how, how sick I actually am. <laughs> the only downside about going to WebMD is you think you're going to die within a week. Oh, that is true. That is true. You type in it, and then... Oh, my God, like, I have cancer now. Yeah, no, you get certain... You, you type all symptoms, and you get certain types of, like, extremely rare cancer, and you're like, oh, no, oh, my gosh, well, you're so freaking out. I know my, um... My ears are finally <laughs> back to normal. I was basically deaf for, like, the last week or so. Um, but I actually <laughs> called into the, uh, the hypothetical help show, and they played my call, which is pretty funny. Um... <clears throat> But, but yeah, um, so I think I know uh, a few people here that have gotten iPads. Um, I think as far as what I could use it for, I mean, it, it, it would be an awesome bring-around-campus type thing. That's kind of what I use my iPod for. That's why I bought it is uh, I have a big laptop, and there's no way I'm going to open it in class or anything. But um, I really don't think I would, um, I don't know, I'm one of those paranoid people. Like, the first week I got it, I w- it would probably stay in my room 24-7 because I'd be so worried that I would either drop it or whatever. Even if I had a case for it, I'd be so worried that I would drop it or mess it up or something. But I, I could really see you using the iPad, and especially with um, that app that came out. I forget what it's called. Um, that's um, for the iPad where you just link it to your computer, and you can have oh, multiple yeah, desktops cool. on it. And Paul was saying earlier that he could, you know, basically use that to, you know, edit Photoshop. and. Yeah, yeah. It, there's a, it's called iDisplay, I think. It's a $5 application um, that lets you hook it up to your computer, hook it up to your Mac now, and there's no, I don't think there's a Windows app yet. They're coming out with one. No, I think it works with the Windows desktop. Really? Well, yeah, that's what uh, Scott Johnson said. Cool. So, so far, though, oh. got, you can hook it up and use it as a multi-touch display. Um and it it looks uh, interesting. I mean, it's it looks like you could actually run you know your Photoshop on it or something, which is what I originally wanted to do on this. Um, now I don't know how fast or how slow it is. You know, it could be that it's just a few frames a second instead of 100% frames a second. Um, but it looks pretty sharp. <laughs> it's definitely well. What I have to say about it is it's definitely a step in the right direction as far as you know. I guess porting your screen to the um, iPad. Um, I don't know what other applications you'd be able to use it for. Well, I've had some. I mean, like for instance, there's already a free Adobe Sketch app. I can definitely see them releasing a. I mean, you know, you got uh, Photoshop. Oh, Photoshop Elements. Yeah, maybe they'd release like a, a forty dollars Photoshop Elements or something. Because if they did that and that allowed you to create your PSDs and and do a number of different things, that'd be pretty awesome. Um, because, I mean, that would just be so much easier using your hand or whatever. I mean, now when I'm, when I'm trying to do this kind of thing, you know, I either have to be at my desk and use my Wacom tablet next to my computer or on my computer or whatever, and it's not something you can easily do in your bed or whatever, whereas I could sit on a couch and draw with this thing. Um, Maybe if they, um, you know, made it go through a wireless connection in the future. I think it does go through a wireless, but it's just... I thought you had to plug it in. They should make it just sketch. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you do plug it in or not. I don't think so. My iPad um, basically is up saying it. just sketch. That's funny. Um, <laughs> I can really see myself using the iPad for. Well, I guess I can see myself using a lot for it, but um, for all for all the applications like TweetDeck and and Facebook, I don't think I'd use it for as much. Well, TweetDeck is a full is a full on. Um, uh, like browser like spread, you got your three different 
So you know how you got your your three window your different tabs or whatever that you slide between. Yeah. You got all those in one screen. So it's like the ultimate <laughs> management center for Twitter. I guess you could do that, but I would really just see myself, you know, porting HD videos to it or having Netflix streaming on it and just you know sitting in sitting in my bed. You know, yeah, that's it. one of those things that with the Netflix streaming, I mean. Man, that uh, I mean that that remedies for me the whole missing missing uh, HD, you know, because if, if you can sit back and start streaming videos on that, um, uh-huh. sounds pretty cool. But of course, it'll probably be the case that uh, I don't get one for a while. It might actually be better than and I don't have, have one version. Like... <laughs> with cameras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Just just uh, just wait till that um, better version comes out, because of course you know. In, in like two days, they might announce, and it's like, oh, we're like improving the iPad in in, in like a year or so. Yeah. Or now, last thought. Um, let me see if I can find this. HP. They had a corporate meeting or whatever, and um, basically they revealed the stats and everything for the HP Slate, and compared it to the iPad. They compared advantages and disadvantages. Um. Let me find that because that would be an interesting uh, thing to look at. Uh, the biggest thing immediately that hit me is that the HP Slate um, has a lower resolution uh, vertically than the iPad. It's a 1024 by 600 display instead of 1024 by 768. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, HP Slate gets priced in spec. It starts at $549 according to this internal memo. Um, She's like demo video. That's not Aaron gadget. Okay. Uh, Five forty nine have a one point six gigahertz Atom Z five thirty and five hour battery, which is le- uh, lame. Uh, uh, that's kind of low. Yeah, let me give you this link and I'll give it to the oops, the chat room as well. A bam. Okay, let's see this bit. Yeah, the Android-based tablets are going to be interesting, too. I think, originally, this is what I'm looking at right now. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, cough right into that microphone. Um, so what we got here is a 8.9-inch uh, d- display. And <laughs> didn't didn't this used to have at least a 10-inch display, John? I thought it had an 11-inch display, like, back in the day was when it was coming it out. Was, maybe that was the crunch pad or the juju pad. Um it's got a 1.6 gigahertz processor. It's got pen digitizer support, which is is good, bad, if you think huh. about it, because it means that you know you never know exactly how strong this, the multi-touch is going to be. Then, um, what else are we looking at here? We're looking at a um, 32 gigabytes and 64 gigabytes flash memory, upgradable via SD card reader. Um, then. It's got, uh, it, it doesn't have um, wireless N, which, uh-huh. for me, I don't know why. Um, it's got a whole bunch of ports, though, which is nice. It's got USB stuff. Um, and it's got Windows 7 Home Premium with a HP Touch optimized UI. Now, the real question with that is, because it's just, it's hard to know how fast this is going to be, will this be able to run, you know, stuff as fast as the iPad. Um, I can see they're going with the extra power, but the more you think about it, I, I don't know. I mean, 
I, I know exactly how snappy the iPhone OS is, and I can't even imagine how fast it is on the iPad. And the last thing people are going to want to do is wait for, you know, a couple seconds. And I think that if, if like, a Photoshop were not to be uh-huh. successful, it would be laggy, and it would take as long as it does on a, on a slow, older desktop to open. I mean, my, my laptop takes... I mean, let me go ahead and open it, and let's see. So click Photoshop, and we're waiting. Still waiting. <laughs> Still waiting. And hanging out. Oh, Best Buy's got iPads. Let's go check them out tomorrow. Hanging out, waiting for Photoshop to open. There's the specs of Photoshop. Look at all those nice people who helped build Photoshop, version 11. Waiting. Oh, it's taking a lot longer than I thought. Waiting. I mean, I'm using RAM other than that, obviously, but. I mean, how many. You have like 3 gigs of RAM, don't you? 2 gigs. Maybe it's it's taking a little longer, but what. The point is, it's still opening Photoshop right now, so I can't. And I have a dual core processor, you know. I mean, I don't know how an Atom compares to a Core 2 Duo, but. Uh, I don't want to buy an HP slate and wait a minute for it to open Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. Um, that would be pretty bad. It's got a one gigabyte DDR2 RAM. So the more I'm looking at this, the less I'm thinking it'll be able to do this kind of thing. Uh-huh. I mean, the pro is that you can play Flash games. So if they want to market Farmville on it, they can't. <laughs> um, <laughs> Farmville. What's up, Photoshop? How you doing? I don't <clears throat> care. Um, but I don't know. I think that, uh, you know, we'll learn more pretty soon. Let me see what else is on this list, and then we'll wrap up the show. So we've got a VGA inward-facing webcam and a 3-megapixel camera facing out. Um, that, to me, sounds like an absolute thing they added after everyone complained that it didn't have a camera, the iPad didn't have a camera. Yeah. Um, I mean, it has a webcam for, you know, like... Maybe Skype web chatting, that would be definitely better than the iPad. Yeah, up to five hours battery life. I mean, it's, it, the more I was listening to This Week in Tech, and they're talking about how, uh, you know, all this stuff, I mean, the, the anti-multitasking multi, is, I mean, like a move for battery life. You know, because yeah. the, the Slate has um, a... 30-watt-hour polymer battery, um, five hours. Mm-hmm. Um, this has uh, a five hours of use, long life, 1,000 cycles. So um, let's, let's hope that's not the same life, battery life that our laptops ugh. use up, because I know whenever oh, I watch a video on my laptop, um, well, if you think about watching an hour and a half later, you got no bats. Oh yeah, playing, yeah. I mean, if you've ever if you've ever been playing a game or something, and uh, and you know your your power cord falls out or something, you'll play for like thirty minutes and all of a sudden it's like, holy cow, I got a battery. Oh yeah, that's um, had that happened to me before. But even not just that, even if you're just doing stuff like multitasking, um, basically, uh, I mean on. If I'm if I've got my stuff unplugged and I'm writing a blog article and doing Photoshop at the same time, even that burns through battery. I mean, it's yeah. like you know, it's pretty weird. <clears throat> but um, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Is there any last words you guys want to say? Um, um, no, I mean, we'll see you next week, I guess. 
Um, thanks to, uh, I want to say thanks to all who uh, helped us out in the chat room. Yeah, we're going to stop by. Ezerom and Meadows, thanks for hanging out, and thanks to all the guests who dropped by from Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Um, and we'll be back next week sometime around now, maybe even this weekend, we'll see. But yeah. until then, we'll talk to you guys, uh, until then, we'll talk to you, whatever, see you guys later. <laughs> Get out of here.